Hey guys, welcome back to Real Estate Happens. I told you we had a lot to uh, talk about. I've been gone for a little while. I have not been on the air in quite some time with our podcast, but we're back now. We're here on Blast Radio and so glad to be here on Blast Radio uh, to all of our listeners. And what's going to be nice is that you're going to get notification that I'm on air when you get on Blast Radio. Obviously, if you're already on here, you know that. And then, of course, um, you'll be able to listen to it up to 24 hours, so at least you'll know what's going on. So we've got tons of stuff to talk about today. I want to talk a little bit about the Fed, uh, about our housing market, uh, you know, locally anyways, and uh, really on a national level too. And then we're going to talk about agents in the real estate industry. This is going to be a fairly short uh, podcast today. Uh, we're just going to talk about a few things and uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right, well, let's just kick it off with the Fed. Uh, Jerome Powell, what in the world are they doing to us? And if you listen, you know, to what uh, the Fed is saying, I mean, going far as back as, you know, back in September, uh, when they started talking about raising uh, raising rates and, and raising the, the Fed rate, and, you know, everybody thinks that has exactly a correlation to mortgage rates. It doesn't. It does have a roundabout. It affects it. And, of course, when that goes up, the short-term lending, everything else goes up. But I want to read you a couple quotes, uh, some things that Jerome Powell said that should give you pause for concern, I think, especially uh, just overall. So um, here's what he said uh, here not too long ago. This is a quote. We're never going to say that there are too many people working. But the real point is this. Inflation, what we hear from people when we meet them is that they are really suffering from inflation. Listen to what he just said. Right, He said, we're not saying that too many people are working, but we're also not saying that. So the, the Fed's plan right now is really, I think, um, probably threefold. Right, One, they want unemployment rate to rise because they think that will help slow inflation. And, and, and it will because if there's no money for people to have to spend out in the marketplace, then there's... Um, then it's a supply and demand thing, right? So if everybody has a million dollars and a loaf of bread is going to go to, you know, a hundred dollars on a loaf of bread because everybody can pay for it and, and everybody does. So same thing. If nobody has money or if a lot of people don't have discretionary spending money, then they stop paying for things. And when you stop paying for things, the price of those things come down. And then the next thing they want is they want wages to fall to slow inflation. And, you know, California, I think right now, just instituted a uh, $22 minimum wage, I think, for the fast food industry. I got to look a little bit more into that, but I, I'm not sure that they're doing themselves any favor. Um, either going to automate the fast food industry and cut down the number of employees, or the cost of the food will have to be increased so significantly that it's just going to drive inflation up yet again. So there's you know an argument for that. I'm sure on both sides. And then they're obviously they're willing to throw us into a recession to slow they that inflation. And of course, recessions not really good for anybody. Uh, by the strictest uh, definition of inflation, we were kind of in one now. You know, two straight quarters of um, of um, the increase. So the the problem here is is that there's really no good way to kind of deal with this. Uh, lenders are not wanting to lend money right now uh, because, and we talk about it, so we talk about this interest rates right now. Interest rates for the housing market are anywhere from, what, 
six and a half to all the way up to eight percent, which is way more than it has been in the past for sure. I mean, I think my current mortgage on my house is two and a quarter. Why would I go out and sell this house and buy another house just to get into a much higher interest rate and get rid of the one that I have that's at two and a quarter? It doesn't make any sense. Well, there's a lot of lenders, um, we're talking the people with the money, that don't want to make mortgages at these high interest rates. And you would think, well, a mortgage company wants to get a higher return on their money. The problem is that we have a one or even a one and a half percent drop in mortgage rates. There's going to be a run on the refi market. Once you have a run on the refi market, all of these people that paid, you know, these mortgage, bought these mortgage-backed securities on, on Wall Street or whatever, you know, they're expecting to get a return for at least a period of time uh, based on what they're paying for these things because they don't, just don't get them for free, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden, everybody refis out of it. There's nothing you can do to stop them. They've lost that. So there's this really big concern there. So what's going to cause lenders to want to start loaning money again to start loosening up and maybe allow some of the interest rates to kind of drop? Unfortunately, one of the ways that it happens is that, you know, we stay up at these higher interest rates long enough to where sellers start to lower the prices of their houses that they are selling. They do have some equity in there to get them sold. But what does that do is that anybody that's bought a house in the last two or three years, it causes them to be really upside down in the house. Now they're in that six or 7% interest rate and they can't refinance out of it. Right. There's no way to get out of that. Loan. Now, I'm not saying we're going back to the 2008 market where, you know, people had all these bad loans and the, the interest rates are adjusting. That's not what I'm saying. People that are in that house right now, they qualified for it. They're well qualified for it. Unless they're losing your job or something like that, they should be just fine because their payments not going to change because most of them are fixed rate loans. But that's not what I'm saying. So if they did want to sell, then that's going to lower the overall. So we could lose values in our houses. 7 to 10% over the next 12 to 18 months, something along those lines. If that occurs, then maybe the lenders will understand, okay, look, you know, house prices are down. People aren't going to be refinancing out of these loans and money will start to loosen up and interest rates start to come down a little bit. So there's a lot of different things that could go on that. Just the Fed right now is really kind of causing some 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 issues. Um, and they're meeting again here very soon. So we'll kind of find out you know, what's going to happen. That's kind of my take on the Fed, what's happening with that. Uh, what else is going on? All right, local housing market. We are seeing uh, some, uh, a little uh, pressure relief from sellers to buyers. Uh, we're seeing more concessions. Our, you know, home inspections are coming back. Repairs are being done. Uh, we actually have sellers, uh, agents, listing agents, calling buyers, agents saying, hey, how'd you like the house? We haven't seen that in a while because there was so many offers. So a lot of the multiple offer situations are going away. We're still seeing that on some of the houses, uh, depending on how the house is priced, location, things of that nature. But we're starting to see some of that. But at the same time, we're seeing more pressure on buyers from this increased interest rates in order to get money to buy a house in the first place. So, so we get a little bit of relief, then we get a little bit more. I mean, obviously, it all falls back down to supply and demand, right? Again, like I said a while ago, why would a seller get rid of a 3% interest rate on a house and move into another house or buy another house? And generally, it's a move up, right? So you're spending more on the house. Uh, and get a 7 or 8% interest rate uh, on the new purchase. Unless they just have so much equity, they can move that over, and then you decrease the overall 
how much you're borrowing uh, on the new house so that your payment can kind of be the same. I mean, there's going to be some of that in there. One of the things that I think we are probably going to start seeing, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but uh, we could start seeing some some assumptions come back online, right? The equity amount of equity in a house is going to have to be a smaller amount. Uh, I was talking to a lender the other day, Carrie Williams over at Atlantic Bay, and she made a really good point. And and she's, she's checking on this now, but she thinks that in order to do an assumable, assumable VA loan with a wraparound second, in other words, you take a second in order to pay out the equity, so you have a second mortgage, that the second has to be assumable also. Well, that makes it a little difficult if you want to assume a VA loan and do a wraparound second to say get a second mortgage for say a hundred thousand to pay out that equity in that house, and you can't and you can't assume it. So that it, we run into some problems with that, and I, she thinks that's a new change. So we're looking into that. I'll update that later. We'll, we'll talk, um, you know, certainly uh, more about that. So what's going to cause the uh, prices to uh, come down on houses? What's going to cause us to lose some of our equity on our houses? Well. One, uh, supply and demand uh, will do that. If the demand is going to, it decreases because of the pressure of interest rates and buyers just not wanting to spend that kind of money on houses because they can't, maybe they can't afford it, takes too many people out of the buyer's pool. And the supply increases, people are putting their houses on the market, especially in a military town like we're in where people have to leave the area. They have to go somewhere, they have to do those things. So uh, a supply and demand could certainly um help with that. Um, so, um, people look, people are still going to buy houses, right? Because even at an 8% interest rate, that's better than rent, which is a hundred percent interest rate. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, buying a house is always better than renting a house. Uh, maybe, I mean, if you're only going to be in an area for maybe a year, that's one thing, but there's certainly, uh, some differences and some nuances that can be, uh, taken back. From that. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about today, um, in the real estate industry, in years like we've had over the last seven, eight years, where being in the real estate industry has not been that difficult. Um, if you know what you're doing and uh, you're diligent, you get out there and you work hard, uh, you can sell houses and it hasn't been that hard. Um, finding a buyer that wants to buy a house and getting them approved for a loan. And then, you know, the biggest challenge was actually finding a, a, an available home. But tons of buyers, buyers just coming out of the woodwork to buy houses. And, you know, uh, so everybody, if, if you've only been in a real estate market for maybe five or six years and you thought it was really hard, um, I'm not trying to discourage you, but I think over the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see a much different market and one that is going to be much more difficult to navigate. Where we have these high interest rates, getting buyers approved for loan becomes problematic. Um, sellers possibly uh, with some negative equity in their houses. Um, you know, If you're listing a house in the last seven, eight years, eh, it's no problem. Uh, you'll have multiple offers and your hardest job was picking which one was the best. Uh, you're just going to start having your listings. You're going to see your listings set on the market 30, 45 days. And you're going to get nervous about it. You're going to be like, well, I don't understand what's happening. And, you know, I'm already starting to see price reductions with a house that's been on the market for a week. If your house has been on the market for a week and you haven't gotten an offer and you're going after a price reduction, that's not normal. 
right? That's not normal. A good market saturation time needs to be at least probably 30 days. Then you can start saying, okay, well, maybe I've done something wrong here. Uh, or you've gotten some feedback from multiple showings uh, that it's a problem. Uh, if you've had no showings at all, then maybe that's a problem. You need to look at that. But uh, quite frankly, you know, a week on the market, I don't think we should be really looking at price reduction. If there's a lot of caveats, if you priced your house appropriately in the first place, you've priced it appropriately in the first place, then you know, you should be getting an offer, a good, decent offer within that first 30 days. And now we're not in that market right now. We're still seeing um, a lot of activity, but we're going into the time of year when there's not going to be that much activity. And, you know, you've got the Fed working against you, trying to shut the housing market down to help control inflation. So a lot of things out there working against the real estate industry right now as a whole. So just be careful uh, with, you know, reducing a house too soon. Uh you know, keep an eye on that. Um, you know, that's another thing that will bring prices down for everybody overall is if we start to panic and make a run on price reductions um, instead of working through the market and kind of figuring out where that kind of needs to go from there. All right. Uh, that is it for this episode. Just wanted to jump on here real quick. I'm glad to be back on air talking to everyone. Uh, we will uh, talk to you guys very soon. I will uh, look for more to come from Real Estate Happens with your host, Kenny Leitner. Have a great day.